United Nations Sustainable Development Goal Number 4 Quality Education Like all of the UN SDGs, reaching the goal of ensuring free, equitable and quality primary and secondary education for all children by 2030 is a massive task, especially in a country such as South Africa, where access to quality education is an ongoing struggle. According to a Mail and Guardian article published in October of 2021, South Africa has one of the most unequal school systems in the world, with 85% of students attending schools that are poorly funded and dysfunctional. SDG 4 is one of the sustainable development goals on which Investec focuses. Back in 2016, Investec came across a non-profit who was turning education in rural communities on its head. Its approach was innovative and it was achieving results. For the last seven years, Investec has partnered with Good Work Foundation to change lives through relevant digital and experiential learning. Good Work Foundation, with the backing of Investec, ensures not only that learners are getting access to quality education, but are also being shaped for the workplace of the future. Welcome to Future Impact, an Investec-focused radio podcast series that brings you stories of people and organizations contributing to solving South Africa's most pressing sustainability challenges. In this episode, we travel to Mpumalanga for a first-hand look at the efforts of the Good Work Foundation. We'll chat to the organization's founder, its staff members, and former students for an insight into how their approach to education is bolstering the efforts of the South African education system, as well as providing more future-proof, inclusive outcomes for their students. My name is Sebenzin Nkambole, and this is Investec Future Impact, Episode 4. We begin this episode in studio in Johannesburg, roughly midway between the Good Work Foundation campuses in the Free State and Mpumalanga. I'm Kate Groch. I'm the founder and CEO of the Good Work Foundation. Kate is a self-described serial educator whose story has humble beginnings. So I found myself in a small free state town called Philippolis. I'm a math, science and biology teacher. We were bringing young people from all over the world and all over Africa to work in the community in Philippolis to do a number of different projects. But my afternoons I was spending at the local high school. If you're a math, science and biology teacher, they quickly seem to find you and put you to work. The first class was 23 young matriculants. I was working there every afternoon, working, doing maths and science. And I think for me, it was the first time that the inequality between urban and rural really landed for me. The opportunities given and the access and just what you're exposed to when you live in a city compared to when you live in a rural town. And I think for me, that was the fire that lit. We live in a country that has many challenges. We live in a country that needs to move forward. And yet most of the projects and most of the activities that are happening are happening within the urban areas. And so for me, the mission of Good Work Foundation is to really look into those rural areas, open up the opportunities there, bring opportunity and access to learning to the young people there. Because in a country that has so many challenges, we have to tap into everybody. And I think that's the thing that drives me every morning. I meet young people who are bursting with 
potential and talent and are just not getting tapped into and not getting the opportunity to become who they're meant to be. For Kate, unlocking that potential doesn't necessarily require masses of funding or the world's best facilities. In her experience, it requires something far less complex, but the results are no less impactful. We started with a matric pass rate of 23% and then two years went to 96%. I would love to say it's because I'm a wonderful teacher, but it was more about showing up for these young people. And I think the change happened when we managed to get one or two young people to university. And the moment it was done by one person, the moment one person achieved it, it was possible for everybody. And I think that's the change. When you grow up in a small rural town or you grow up in a village, the idea of the world outside seems so disconnected. It's not proximate to you. It's far away and you can't imagine yourself in that space. But the moment one person does it, it's then possible for everyone. And I think that's the big shift that GWF is creating, is we bringing education, leveraging the digital change, bringing great educators, great learning, and the access and opportunity to young people who hadn't thought that they would have that opportunity. And I think now that we're seeing young people go off to university, we're seeing them in jobs, we're seeing young people go and be game rangers, we're seeing young people go and work in call centers, go off and study fine art, you know, so many different things. It's making it possible for every young person that sees them to dream that they can go and do that too. And now, with a little help, more young people have the opportunity to fulfill those dreams. We started to see the impact that we were having with Good Work Foundation, but we at that point were only reaching a small number of individuals. We needed the support of corporates like Investec to really take the learnings that we had had and take that to scale. Investec has walked a long journey with us and we are so proud of what we've achieved together and we are together making the most amazing impact in young people's lives. The Good Work Foundation works with different phases of education, starting with the Open Learning Academy for learners in grades 3 to 7. It is here that they've merged a nurturing, inclusive environment with a fresh approach to education, both in terms of what they are teaching and how it is being taught. There is a strong focus on including digital elements in the classroom, as well as one aspect that most of us will be unfamiliar with in an educational context fun. I think one of the biggest problems in South African schools and especially in schools that are not resourced properly is young people learn, lose the excitement of learning. Human beings are wired to learn. That's what we want to do. There's curiosity. We want to try things. But by grade three, four in an under-resourced school, young people have lost that. They don't believe that they can. And so the biggest thing for the young people is to, number one, make it exciting and that's what digital does. So, you know, having drones and having tablets and computers and robots, that makes learning exciting again. But it also you think, oh, can I possibly be able to do it? Then you get young people stuck into it. And a week later, they're coding robots and they're building things. So you find even though we're not doing the core school curriculum, we're working on the building blocks that really help them with those foundations as they go into that change from learning to read to reading to learn, that grade three and four change, then you find, okay, now we've given agency to these young people. They love learning again, and they know if they work hard at it, they can learn anything. Something that they never dreamt of, they can acquire that skill. Then when you go back to school, 
if you're finding maths difficult, you know there's a way that you can figure it out. If you find English difficult, you know if I practice, I get it right. And I think that's a, that's a big part of what's going on. For me as a teacher, once the young person can speak English, once the young person is digitally connected, the content is infinite. And so then once you're loving to learn, you can layer conservation, you can layer coding, you can layer citizenship, you can layer the creative arts. And I think that's what the opportunity we have being parallel to the school system is we have opportunity for 32 schools to tap into us and take those kids. Once the lid's off, the fire's on, never put that lid on again and let those kids learn what they'd love to learn. We travel to their Hazy View campus in Bumalanga to see the Good Work Foundation in action. After driving through an unassuming entrance located on what looks like any peri-urban main road in South Africa, we found a barn. This 400 square meter space has been converted into a massive learning area filled with children and educators who interact enthusiastically while learning with the aid of tablets. So for us to get the, the answer, we repeat three times. Five plus five plus five. This space is where the Good Work Foundation reimagines education. My name is Kath Holm. I'm the Open Learning Academy Program Manager here at Good Work Foundation. Tell us about the Open learning program. What is that? So the Open Learning Academy is, is it's a, our primary school program. It originally started in grade four and that year is our target year for learners who are around age 10 because typically they switch over from learning in mother tongue or home language to learning in English in that year. So we really try and support the development of math and English in that year but using digital means. What are perhaps some of the things that you're doing that allows you to be as effective? So compared to what the learners would be experiencing in a normal classroom, for example? There's a few things. The first one being our ratio of students to facilitator. So we would try and have between five and eight students to one facilitator. And the reason for that is because students are coming from a class size of anywhere between 26 to 40 to one teacher. So we try and give a bit more individual attention. I also think that the digital tools help with engagement. So our learners typically love learning with tablets um, and online games and content. It's, a lot, it's very engaging for them. It's fun. It's a bit different to the normal, you know, traditional teaching where a teacher would potentially stand in front of the classroom and learners would be working through a workbook. Perhaps the biggest difference between Good Work Foundation and the regular schooling system is the subjects they have chosen to teach. With a focus on conservation, coding and robotics, citizenship and creative arts, the foundation is opening up new possibilities for learners. Kath explains the rationale behind those subject choices. With those four curriculum areas, we feel that there's they're so essential for kind of future skills. We want learners to be able to explore their talents in those areas while also developing skills that are important for future employment. So it, it's an opportunity for them to be able to see, okay, you know, I'm particularly interested in 
coding and robotics, for example, you know, it opens up a whole kind of world of programming, coding, you know, there's a twofold reason really. So for learners to explore their talents and explore their interests, and then also to promote kind of relevant skills for the future. It's important to note that although the foundation's subjects may not be part of the traditional CAPS curriculum taught in South African schools, the learnings taken from those subjects still integrate into the learners' everyday schooling. So we find that the activities that we do in or that we offer at Goodwork Foundation really support the curriculum. Even though they might be practical, hands-on learning experiences, we see and we get feedback from the schools that the learners are really improving in their knowledge in, for example, natural sciences or social sciences. So one example is we teach learners about rhino poaching and the, the plight that rhinos are facing and it's, it's part of our conservation kind of curriculum. But then they would also, you know, learn about herbivores and carnivores and omnivores in school. So that there's, there is a correlation between you know, the topics that they're learning in, in Good Work Foundation and the CAPS curriculum. We're fortunate that we're not bound by the curriculum, but the learning here definitely supports that as a general foundation of knowledge in primary school. And this isn't just a one-sided effort. Kate explains how their relationship with the Department of Education in Bumalanga ensures that the transition between schools and the foundation happens as effectively as possible and carries the benefits beyond the barn. So we've worked really hard with the department in Mpumalanga and have a really good relationship with them. We've worked in a number of districts. I think we cover three districts. And what we've managed to do is to be timetabled into their day because it's always difficult. Young kids have got a lot of things to do before and after school. So school is the time where we have access to these learners. And so throughout the week, children from our 32 schools are rotating through our centers. That's in grade three and four. And then once they leave grade four, they say, okay, now what? Because now they want to learn. Then what we've done is we've created a second phase where we've extended our learning environment back into the schools that we're working with, along with our facilitators. So our facilitators and the environment are the same for the learners as they were in our campuses, and the learning just carries on, grade five, six, seven. Beyond the Open Learning Academy are three more divisions catering for older learners, a bridging year academy for school leavers, which provides skills to help young adults enter the workplace, an IT academy, which offers a one-year certification, and the Travel and Tourism Academy, encompassing hospitality and conservation. As Kate explains, a key part of the decision to offer these courses was because of the context in which the foundation's learners live their lives. You want to make sure that for the young people leaving matric and doing the bridging year and going into our career academies, that those step into jobs that are available now. With our young adults, we're looking at the next two years. Where can I start my career? And that's what we really speak to them about, is it starting your career. If you can use a computer and you are excited to learn, you may start as a butler at a, a lodge, but you could still become a ranger or you could still work and learn you know, learning is continuous. We're learning all the time. Context is so important, but it's also about making sure that the young people know that, yes, they step into those roles and those jobs, but they can keep learning. If you are enjoying this podcast, 
Look out for other episodes where we explore more about sustainability and responsible investing and discover how the future of investment is already having real-world impacts. Subscribe to Investec Focus Radio Essay wherever you get your podcasts. Investec recognized that equipping young adults with skills to find employment in the tourism sector was critical. Youth unemployment in the communities surrounding the Kruger National Park is depressingly high, and this model could go some way in solving that, enabling people to benefit from the so-called economy of wildlife. So Investec, together with other corporates, joined forces with the Good Work Foundation to support these young people. On a warm summer's day at Sabi Gate, Open Learning Academy children gather alongside an open game viewing vehicle. With pencils and worksheets in hand, and with a palpable air of excitement, they climb into the purpose-built truck and set off on what will be a first field trip for the conservation class. Within minutes, they're spotting game, seeing impala, elephants, giraffe, and more for the first time with their very own eyes, excitedly pointing each one out to their friends and marking off what they see. In the front of the game vehicle, an experienced ranger gives them lessons on each of the animals they see. So, animal we're looking at there is a buffalo. And seeing a buffalo on its own, it means it's an old, old bull. In a local or native language, we call it a dagger boy. Dagger boy means a mad bull. After a short drive, they stop at a watering hole with a pod of hippo on the opposite bank. They bravely step out under the watchful eyes of the ranger and are introduced to a former student of Good Work Foundation's Travel and Tourism Academy. My name is Joyce Maile. I did natural conservation in GWF has a view. I'm an apprentice for guide. Joyce knew early on that the natural world held a special place in her heart. I grew up in an environment where it was open, you know, seeing a lot of the animals. I was lucky enough. The environment that I grew on, I was so exposed. I was so interested in plants, the birds, animals, everything. So it, it was a passion for me. I was in love with that. As well as at school, I did geography. Even the climate was part of my interest. So I, I was that kind of a person who always loved nature. Growing up in that environment didn't automatically make Joyce a conservationist. In fact, her awareness of the need to protect the natural world was something she gained at the Good Work Foundation. An integral part of their Travel and Tourism Academy is the Conservation Academy. It's an initiative backed by Investec and allows students such as Joyce to follow a passion for conservation. I didn't know that we need to conserve. You know, for me, just to grab a natal spearfowl, running after it and then killing it so that you can enjoy the meat. That was my everyday life, you know, growing up at home. For us, whenever we see a snake, you will shout the others, you shout neighbors to kill it. Right now, I know that you don't see a snake as a harmful thing to you. It was just passing by, and then you need to leave it. So it had a, a really good impact in my life. It changed my perspective about 
conservation. Not all people are able to see the things that you have. So that's why we are having guests, we are having people from overseas coming to our beautiful country. So we are lucky to have it. We must use everything that we are having in the natural environment and sustainably. Normally, back home, they are cutting usually the sour plum. But right now, there's a rule that whenever you cut a tree, you must plant another one. So at least it helps because deforestation is it's a big problem as well. Mm -hmm. So I know as I'm standing here that I need to protect the animals. I need to protect the trees because the upcoming future generation, they might not be able to see it today. We are lucky that we are today seeing some of the animals, some of the trees. But who knows? Ten years down the line, some of the animals will be extinct. Mm -hmm. So it really changed my mind. Right now, I am a conservation person, so I know. And I just transfer that knowledge to other people who didn't do the cause like me. We are teaching everyone about conservation. Joyce was the top achiever in her class, so it's perhaps no surprise that she has big plans for her future. I'll be owning my own company, yes, and then teaching females as well, because we need to come into this area. Uh -huh. So it's not for us just to taking care of babies. Yes, we are capable of that, but we are also capable of being in the men's area. I can't wait to drive that open vehicle myself, taking my guests, you know, on a game drive. It doesn't matter it's during the day, during the night, you know. When you have that knowledge, for me, it's, it's just like, I just want to let it out, you know, let it out, let it out to everyone that I met. Back at the barn, we meet another Goodwill Foundation success story who's worked closely with Investec for the past seven years. My name is Spusiso Mnisi. I'm working for Goodwill Foundation as the Conservation Academy Coordinator. Spusiso's upbringing mirrored that of Joyce's in some ways, although his passion for conservation followed a different path. I was the lucky one, actually, because I grew up close to Kruger National Park because I live in a very small village called Nyongani, where it's uh, bordering Kruger National Park. So from home, I can see some of the animals. It's a kilometer away to enjoy and watch some animals without like getting in one of the Kruger National Park gates. So I think that's when the passion intensified, but I didn't realize that it's something that I can like make a career. I thought that when you are inside the park or the jobs that you can do inside Kruger National Park or some of the game reserves is just to become um, a game ranger. I, 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 that's what I thought by that time. But for me to get exposed when I joined Good Work Foundation to see that it's a variety of careers that you can pursue inside Kruger National Park or in the natural environment, it just opened my eyes. As part of the foundation's teaching staff, Spusiso was a fundamental part of the development of the Travel and Tourism Academy. I started working for Good Work Foundation seven years ago and I started to work as the Open Learning Academy facilitator, working with the kids, helping them with the maths and English. 
and then an opportunity came up for me to assist the kids with conservation like uh, at their level where we're teaching them the kids about the natural environment how beautiful the natural environment is and how important it is for us to protect or conserve our natural environment together goodwork foundation and investec are helping the learners by affording them opportunities within the tourism sector specifically in conservation Guru Foundation partnered with some of the private game reserve and some other times have meetings with Kruger National Park just to find some opportunities on how we can work together so that we improve the life of the community more specifically the young people through upskilling them with or giving them knowledge or equip them with some necessary skills which will enable them to work inside Kruger National Park or some of the game reserve because as a natural heritage as an area that it is conserved we also need to use our natural resources wisely goodwork foundation is trying to close that gap where these people or communities they are so close to this beautiful natural environment but they don't get an opportunity to visit or get an opportunity for them to be exposed and see what is happening inside and what are they going to benefit as as young people or as a community from our natural resources so that's why the conservation academy was initiated in kudo foundation to try to help to close that gap where young people will be able to get insight and then benefit as well the investec support for this academy it has a huge huge impact because you find that student will do some theory and then they didn't get an opportunity for them to do that practically so for investec to step in and help us with the practical component of our course that is like a huge impact because when we go now to the South African Wildlife College then the student have an opportunity to drive the vehicle the student have an opportunity to actually immerse themselves in their reality of what they need to do when they go to work so i think their input it's really really amazing it added a lot of value to our course as a former student and current staff member Spusiso is a shining example of the impact that the Goodwork Foundation can have. I think that if it it wasn't Goodwork Foundation, I don't think that I will be here where I am today. I've learned a lot through work Goodwork Foundation because it made me to interact with people from all over the world. It taught me so many skills how to conduct yourself in a work environment. It actually nurtured me in a way that I think now I am capable of actually working like in any working environment because of the skills that I have got here. And the future? What does that look like? In my future, I am currently studying with UNISA. I was doing animal welfare, higher certificate, and then I wanted to do environmental management yeah i i don't see myself working in other industries except for the natural environment i think that's where i belong that's where my passion is while the bridging it and travel and tourism academies are equipping students with skills that can be applied immediately 
The Open Learning Academy takes a much longer view with the aim of future-proofing their students. The knowledge and skills they gain in their digitally connected environment will plug in directly to the requirements of tomorrow's workplace. I think the intention behind our primary school program really is for us to recognise the need to promote thinking, um, independent thinking and creativity and innovation in our learners to be able to kind of think creatively and think critically when responding to different problems in South Africa for the purpose of being able to find future employment opportunities. At the moment, I think what's happening is we are educating, but we're not looking at the exact jobs that are going to be needed. So we're educating for now instead of educating for 15 years in, in the future. And one of the things that we're really trying to do at Good Work Foundation is to look specifically, and I'll use conservation as an example, what are the jobs in conservation? Where does technology and conservation meet in the next 5, 10, 15 years? And make sure that the skills that the, the young people are acquiring are starting to hit those markers. So at the moment, if you look at anti-poaching, it's people on the ground, feet on the ground. It's, it's quite military. Going forward, that's going to be done by drones. It's going to be data. Young people need to understand how to mine data and look at it, make sense of it. So it's starting to look at, can we give skills to, and it sounds strange, to nine, ten-year-olds that are already about flying drones in 15 years' time. You might think that being the recipient of multiple accolades from the QS Wharton Reimagine Education Awards, in which prestigious schools such as Oxford and Harvard also compete, is the ultimate highlight for a serial educator like Kate. But for her... The true reward of her work can be seen every day in the classroom. As an educator, when you see a young person get a robot put in front of them or a drone put in front of them and they crash it for the first half an hour, but then they manage to do it, there is a light that goes on. And if you are an educator, you see that. And that's the thing that keeps you going. And for the young adults, when you see young people, I mean, for me, yes, we've got young people in tourism. But when we had our first young person go off to university to study fine art, now that's understanding who you are. That's not a thing that's usually happening in one of the small villages around the Kruger National Park. So I think when, for, for me, the, the inspiration comes every day from the young people that we work with from my team who were all a few years ago, the young people we were working with. And as you see young people start their career paths, as you see them start to be successful, and as you see them even, you know, taking what they learn and expanding that with a group of people where they stay, that's the thing that inspires me every day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Investec Focus Radio's Future Impact. In our next episode, we tackle a topic of global urgency and of particular interest to South Africans during the country's worst period of load shedding, renewable energy. Here's Investec's Campbell Parry. I think that the ambition of the world to move to net zero is going to be almost impossible to do for a variety of reasons. We will need all forms of energy to help us get to that net zero position if we get there at all. You know, renewables as part of the energy mix will continue to rise, but so too will petroleum, natural gas, coal, and even nuclear. If you're not yet subscribed, you can find us by searching for Investec Focus Radio SA wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, cheers from me, Sebenzile Gambule, and the Focus Radio team.
The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendations. Investec Bank Limited, an authorized financial services provider and registered credit provider.